You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. Well, today, um, actually this week, this past week, um, marks four years since um, Aureli, I, Tony, Lindsay, and Sarah went to, uh, to Bethel in Redding, California for uh, a healing conference held by Randy Clark. Um, and so they just wrapped up their healing conference, healing school. Uh, this this past week also for this year. It was life-changing. It was life-changing for us. Um, just the, the encounters themselves were worth the trip, but then also to have the impartation and everything that was spoken into us and taught to us. And in addition, it was, I think it was our first time together on a trip, just being with members of our leadership team. So in honor of that, and in honor of Randy Clark and, uh, um, and what he's doing and done throughout the world, I wanted to discuss healing today with a focus on words of knowledge and how words of knowledge can help build faith for healing. Um, healing is central to the gospel. You can't teach the gospel and not include healing. Um, if, if we're used to a gospel without healing, then quite honestly, our, our gospel's incomplete. There's, there's stuff that's been left out. So actually, healing is spoken more of in the gospels than forgiveness, than receiving God's forgiveness. Jesus talked and taught and did healing um, more than any other thing in the Gospels. If you look at, uh, if we check out Matthew 10, 5 through 8, everything will be out of the New King James Version, where Jesus is giving his instructions to his disciples and telling them um, to go out and preach, and he's also instructing them on what they need to say. He says there, 10, 5 through 8, These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you preach, go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, Raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. That, that's, that's my life verse right there. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. So it's huge. I mean, really, 
to me, and maybe it's because of what God's put upon me, but I see everything as healing. Everything that God does is healing. It's to heal our souls, heal our minds, you know, everything. Uh, yesterday we had a deliverance class for the, for the entire day, and deliverance is about healing. Discipleship is about healing. Everything is focused on us um, being brought into alignment with what God's will is for us, and he, it's all done through healing, healing our souls, healing our physical bodies. But for us to, to engage in healing, it requires us to step out of our comfort zone to help someone in order to rescue them and to help them to receive a supernatural touch from the God of all, all. <laughs> and it changes people's lives. I mean, there's nothing more beautiful than seeing people's lives completely just turned upside down in a good way, just completely turned upside down because of what God has done and how he touches people. So healing is a gift from God. It's something that he's freely given to us to be able to use and do. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Uh, yeah, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. It, it, he doesn't say about saving people's souls through forgiveness through seeking out God so that, so that we can receive forgiveness from him for our sins. He said, heal the sick. Tell them that the kingdom of God is at hand and heal the sick. So let's take a look at, at some of these gifts that God has given and how a, some of them work together. Well, they all work together for healing, but some of them kind of work together. One happens and then the other and then the other and a person receives healing and change in life. At 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 10. So some of these things work together in order to accomplish what God wants to do for somebody at any given time. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 10. And Paul outlines the gifts. He says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. Now notice there in verse 7 or 8, yeah, in verse 8, it says, For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. What is a word of knowledge? What does that mean? 
How do we acquire it? How do we use it? What does it do? What is its purpose? Well, simply put, a word of knowledge is supernatural revelation of information that's given to us by the Holy Spirit. Supernatural revelation of information given by the Holy Spirit. Notice it is supernatural. If we see somebody with their arm in a sling and we go up to them and we say something like, uh, well, the Lord tells me that there's something wrong with your arm. Um, yeah, so we, that's that is something that we saw in the natural. I'm sorry? Baby steps, that's true. We just have to be careful how we word things. So it must be something that is supernaturally revealed, not something that we see or we just have knowledge of through the natural means. Somebody told me such and such about so and so. Um, if we see the person with their arm in a sling, we can say something like, I believe God wants to heal your arm. Can I pray for you? So, a word of knowledge can cover, however, more than just healing. It can cover anything in a person's life. A word of knowledge can, because God can show you in a minute, you know, something that a person went through in their life, something that they, um, some traumatic event that they had that needs healing. Um, it could be even some type of sin that they, the person's been engaged in through this word of knowledge. You receive it. So now it's up to us to deliver this word in a loving and kind way. So why does God do it? Why does God use words of knowledge? He wants to do something about that person's condition, and when he reveals it, he is displaying or declaring his will for this person to be healed. Okay? David Wagner says that God reveals to heal. Very simply, he tells us these things so people can receive healing. God usually wants to heal by the releasing or speaking of the word, and the word released can quickly build faith. So um, the word of knowledge itself, when it is spoken, is sometimes all that is needed for a person to be healed. And I mean, it's done in that moment. Notice, going back to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, let's, let's focus a little bit more on verses 8 and 9. Because I, I think it's very interesting, the, um, the order of things. It says, For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit. So, a word of knowledge can lead to um, supernatural, the gift of faith can lead to a person receiving healing. Boom, boom, boom. One right after the other. There's a difference between faith and the gift of faith that it's mentioning here. We all have faith. Faith is, is the, the substance of the things that we hope for. 
that we build hope upon. So normally, faith and hope work together um, for us to believe that God's going to do something. But the gift of faith, not always, but sometimes works through the gift of knowledge. That's okay. So it works through the gift of knowledge for the person. Um, so when a word is spoken, faith is released and built up in that person. So that the person who just received that word of knowledge knows now, God is going to heal me. God is going to heal me. Let's take a look at an example, okay? Mark chapter 10 46 through 52. This is the story about blind Bartimaeus. So we're going to read this, and then we're going to um, look at it and see if we can put ourselves in this situation. So Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52, and how faith is received through a word. It says, Now they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received a sight and followed Jesus on the road. So let's back up to the, the beginning there, beginning in verse 22. I'm sorry, verse 46. <clears throat> so blind Bartimaeus is sitting by the road. Put yourself in his situation, okay? Put yourself in, in what's going on with him. And he sat by the road, next verse, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He knew who Jesus was. Jesus, son of David, the Christ, the Messiah, the one that has been spoken of had come. And Bartimaeus, imagine this, a blind man, he's sitting by the road, his only means of income is through begging. In a few moments, we're going to see that he took his cloak off and threw it off. They had certain clothing that they had to wear so that they knew, people knew that this person had officially applied for alms and was, was worthy to receive. So, so he's sitting by the road. He hears. He heard. That Jesus of Nazareth, blah, blah, blah. Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth was coming through. 
of all the places of Israel, okay, in all the places of Israel, Jesus of Nazareth is not only in Jericho, but he's walking on the same road. He's walking by Bartimaeus. Wow. He knew who he was. I mean, think about that. And that he's walk, getting ready to walk right past you. Next verse. People were telling him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Next verse. Notice this. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Jesus stopped. And he commanded, Jesus didn't go over to Bartimaeus. He commanded someone to go get him, bring him to me. They called the blind man saying, this is the important part. Be of good cheer, rise. He's calling you. He is calling you. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be of good cheer, rise. He is calling you. Where would your faith be at that moment? Where would your faith be at that moment? You know it's the Messiah, and he's walked past you, and he stops and asks that you are brought to him. Rise, he is calling you. Go on to the next verse. He threw aside his garment, his official cloak of poverty, threw it aside, and he rose and came to Jesus. Next verse, please. What do you want me to do for you? Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Next verse, please. Jesus said to him, go your way. Notice this. What healed Bartimaeus? Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Your faith has made you well. It, what made his faith go to that point? He's just, he probably was sitting in the same place that he sat every day. On this road, you know, he's sitting there every day and he hears that Jesus of Nazareth is walking by and he's crying out and he doesn't stop, even though people are telling him, be quiet, don't bug this guy, <laughs> quiet down. And he cries out even louder. Be of good cheer, rise. He is calling you. And then he received his sight, and it was because Jesus himself said this, your faith has made you well. That is the supernatural gift of faith. And it came from a word. He is calling you. Four words. He's telling him to come on. Bartimaeus knows what's going to happen. He knows. Okay? That's the difference between I'm not putting down hope. Hope is the greatest thing next to love, you know? 
But Bartimaeus knew he was going to be healed. He knew there's a difference. This was supernatural. Let's take a look at of where, how faith works in all this. Let's take a look at Mark chapter 8, verses 20 through, 22 through 26. People in healing ministry love this verse. Then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. When he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everything clearly. Question. Look at verse 22 again. 23. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. Why? Couldn't have Jesus just healed him right there? He took him out of town. I propose to you that this was done because of the surroundings. The guy's blind. He can't see anything. But people brought him to Jesus for them to heal him. Was it a test? Or was it done out of faith? What were people saying around? Was it going to destroy this man's faith in what Jesus could do? He took him by the hand and led him out of the town. Now, healing, people in healing ministry love this because Jesus had to pray twice. I'm not saying he even prayed. He laid hands on the guy twice, spit in his eye, and then laid hands on him twice. That gives me a lot of leadway. <laughs> he gets two times. Sheesh, I get four or five at least. But the, the point here is that it was, it was because and for faith. Faith to rise. So, how does a person receive a word of knowledge so that the gift of faith is introduced into someone? If you're a note taker, you might want to take notes because there's seven points. How to receive a word of knowledge. One, you can feel it. Two, you can see it. Three, you can say it. Four, you can experience it. Five, you can dream it. Six, you can think it. Or seven, you can read it. Okay? Now, there may be even more than that. That's, those are the seven that, um, that I know of. It says you can feel it. It is a sympathetic pain that comes up upon you. Um, it's usually in an area that you don't normally experience pain in, especially when you get past 50, you have little aches and things that happen. You got to be a little bit more careful where that, is this mine or is it somebody else? Usually the pain can be very slight to 
extreme where a person will be doubled over in pain. It can be slight to extreme. It can last from a moment to several hours. Okay? It can be so fleeting that you think, oh, what was that? You know? And then it's gone. Pay attention to these things. You can see it. For example, you can see a, a word written on a person or see the area of the body that needs healing. Um, and the more that is revealed to us, the more that we can speak out so that even more faith is built. Um, do you have pain in your back? Which would be better or... Somebody has a problem, and I don't know these terms very well, but like um, with the, the third vertebrae, some such, you know, you specifically mention the, the point of pain. The more information that we can give, the more faith that is risen up at that moment. You can see the word written on that person. Sometimes, you know, like across their chest, across their back, on their forehead, you can see it just written there. Um, you can get a picture of the scene of someone getting hurt, such as like in a car accident. You, you see a picture and it's fleeting, it's there and it's gone, of a, of an, of a car turned upside down or something, just, just whatever. Um, take notice, what color of car is it, you know? Just anything that can help that person to increase faith. Um, Randy Clark was talking about that he saw a car flipped over and it was a white, like minivan, and it was flipped upside down. So he mentions this in, in front of a crowd of thousands, and there was three people, three people that had been in a white car that had flipped over. So, I mean, go figure, right? So you can say it. In other words, while speaking to someone, you can say something you did not intend to say. It just came out and you have no idea where it come from. You can read it. You can literally see the word written on or over the person. You can see a word written on a wall. You can see it written on the floor. You can see it almost like a ticker tape, you know, like it's just passing past, like uh, something that's scrolling on the news or something at the bottom of the screen. Um, when I first met uh, Bob Schreckengost, um, he told me that, well, I hadn't even met him. I was, I was just, I was in the, the audience. And he told me that he saw my name, Joseph, written over me, like an arch. It was written over me. So, so you can read a word of knowledge. So this, and there, like I said, you can think it. All of a sudden, a thought just pops into your head. I wasn't thinking about that, and just boom, it was right there in a moment. Um, dream it. You can have dreams about something. Um, remember that oftentimes dreams are not literal, so use some discernment as to what it means. But this word can create the gift of faith in the pers person who receives the word, okay? So those seven ways that you have... Um, then when we release that word, 
faith rises up in the room. Now, giving a word of knowledge, and we're going to practice this, okay? Um, giving a word of knowledge. First of all, don't be like me. Don't allow pride to stop you from giving a word of knowledge. I don't know if that's God or that's me. I'm going to be safe and not say anything. Because what's happening is that we're allowing that pride to get in the way of someone receiving healing. I mean, this is, this is something that all of us can engage in. It's a gift. It's not to the entire body. It's not just something for pastors or people on healing teams. This is for everybody. This is something that we all can walk in. So do not allow pride to get in the way. Everything that we do, which also means the things that we say and giving out words of knowledge, is done in love. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Ephesians 4, verse 2. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. We, we preface all this that everything has to be done out of love because a word of knowledge given the wrong way, it, they are so powerful, okay? But if it's given in the wrong way, it can be devastating to a person. Now, we all make mistakes, and we must allow humility and love to lead the way for all of us. And this will help us to deliver the message in a kind and loving way, okay? Also, don't say, I know you have this condition because God told me. Okay? We all miss it sometimes. So if you're talking to someone, just ask, um, do you have pain in your elbow, perhaps because of a fall? I believe God wants to heal you. Based upon how they answer, I believe God wants to heal you. Or, I feel this is God, but if it doesn't really bear witness to you, just let it roll off your back, okay? Um, although sometimes, you know, uh, we know something and we can say something with a, in, internally with 100%, you know, that, that we know this is the way it is. But again, don't allow pride to take over. Be humble, Okay? What if it's not God? <laughs> what if it was just your own thought? So at times, in, in using this particular gift, there will be times that we, we fail. We miss it. And the thing is, it's okay. It's all right. Well, that must have been my own pain. <laughs> or maybe it was meant for someone else. You know, there's, there's a, if, if we're humble, it's easy to get in and out of these things, you know, without making a mess. It's easy. So, the more that we try to do this, the more that it's going to be easier for us to recognize, well, that was God's voice and this is what it was like. And then when it was wrong, well, I know this feeling or this thought or how this came to me, I know that wasn't God. That, and it's only through trial and error, okay? 
But remember, if we don't say something, then a person could be missing out on their healing. You know, there's an opportunity. Blind Bartimaeus threw his cloak off and ran to Jesus. Hopefully he didn't run into anything. <laughs> but he, he, he ran to Jesus. Your faith has made you well. Sorry, no more blind jokes. So remember to be humble. Don't allow pride to get in the way. People's lives can be forever changed by that word of knowledge and then the gift of faith that is released because of the word of knowledge. Faith is simply obedience and taking a risk, even risking our reputation or our lives, depending upon the situation, in order to be obedient to the Lord. Faith, as John Wimber says, is spelled R-I-S-K. It's taking a risk. Okay? So, let's practice. We have a, a, a prayer team, if you guys would like to come up. And uh, um, we're going to pray. And we're going to see what words these... these um, brave volunteers <laughs> receive and they're going to declare what they hear and we're going to see the faith of the person receiving rise up for them to receive their healing. Um, so so once, once they pray or once they, they speak this word and if we have that condition, just raise your hand, okay? Just raise your hand. And we're going to We'll walk through this, okay? Just raise your hand. Okay, now, I'm going to ask one more thing of these good people. I'm going to ask that when you give the word, can you also tell us how you heard it? Just share it. I mean, if it's just a thought that popped in your mind, it's just a thought that popped in your mind. That's how it works, all right? So thank you so much, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your presence here this very moment, as it always is. Thank you for the gift of knowledge. Thank you for the gift of faith. Thank you so much for the gifts of healings. Yeah, thank you so much for changing people's lives through these gifts. Yeah, for people to have a better quality of life and for their faith to rise up knowing it is your will to heal. It is always your will to heal. Thank you for your presence and speaking to all of us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're going to stick to, to words of knowledge for healing. I mean, it can be physical. It can be anything, you know, um, depression, just, just whatever. So anybody have, have, has anybody heard anything, received a word so far? I'm sorry? Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. How you know. Okay. Do you want me to list go through them all or just do one? Let's, let's do a few for now. Okay, so I I felt like like when I say that I mean I got an impression, a sense that someone could be having right side of their neck and shoulder, like down down the neck and on the shoulder. Is that anybody? 
Okay. Two people. Okay. Are we going to pray right now? Um, or just do words now? Just ask some questions. Um, what is your pain level? Four. Okay. And who is the other one over here? What, what is your, oh, sorry. What is your pain level now? Every day? Okay, so one to ten, ten being the worst. I'm sorry? Six or seven. Okay. All right. Thank you. And Courtney? Okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. So it's not a normal pain. Okay. So with all this, think. God revealed this for people to be healed. This very thing. That is his will. You don't need to question if it be your will or is, is today my day. God revealed for the pain to be healed. Okay? He reveals to heal. You want to give another one? Yeah. Um, so I saw like a picture of someone's side, like right here, like on their ribs. So it was the right side and ribs area. Like, is there pain there? Anybody? Okay. We'll take it. Just kidding. <laughs> He'll take it. He'll take it. Okay. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to walk through everybody's words, and then we're going to see how many people have been healed just from the faith that's risen in the room, okay? And then if, if there are those that have not been completely healed, whoever has not been completely healed, we will pray for you. Remember the person that gave your word, okay? This is our prayer team. Remember the person that gave your word and then come up to them to receive prayer, okay? God reveals to heal. Do you have another one? Yeah. Um, so the next one was someone who felt clouded like in their mind where it's just hopeless, just a cloud of hopeless thoughts. Just can't think clearly, just clouded with hopelessness. And I just felt like, um, and I thought that, I just had the thought in my mind about that. Um, and then I also had kind of like, and I felt like God said that a negativity fast would be a really great practical application for that so I felt like he kind of gave me a word of knowledge of like what to do with it too but I feel like he wants to take those um hopeless thoughts away too um and just uh, for practical advice when you do a negativity fast every time a thought negative thought comes immediately replace it with truth positivity feast thank you Tony uh the next one was the top of the left foot I saw foot on the top of the foot is anybody having foot pain? Top right? Top? Okay. Joe? And then the last one was lower stomach pain or cramps. I saw like a lower stomach, like period cramps or lower stomach pain. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Anybody else? Do you have anything? Yeah. Okay, here we go. 
Okay, so I I got a I got a feeling uh, sinus, but you all not only have sinus, but you also have neck pain right here on the back. So it's both things uh, going on. So I want to take a risk. Did anybody have sinus issues and then woke up with pain on the neck? Okay, so that's just more specific. Okay. All right, so the second one is, um, okay, there is a, I feel like there is a person that has two health issues. Uh, one of them you have been dealing with it for a long time, but now there is a third issue that just came up, and it's just, you are just feeling really discouraged uh, because now you are gonna have three things that you're dealing with. And I, I just think that God is going to do a makeover with you today. So he, he wants to heal all three things. This is kind of related to that, sort of. Sort of. Uh, a general feeling I got it. I have to tell when I got it. Yeah. <laughs> this morning when Joe called, 7 a.m., what's that all about, dude? <laughs> yeah, 7.30. Okay, yeah. Joe, you sure it's our Joe? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, kind of got this, and I was standing at the kitchen table, and, uh, <clears throat> and it, it's uh, kind of general. I kind of have a feeling in a couple people, but um, it's been a relentless attack physically, relentless on, it, on you. There's a number, probably in the whole church, but we'll call it a relentless, and it's not, it could be COVID, whatever, I, I, you know, whatever. But a relentless one thing after another, one thing after another, um, related to, I don't take all physical, take your whole body, and it's just bam, 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 and it's relentless, and it's got a purpose, and you're worn out. You are wary of it, specifically, maybe, is that it? <laughs> kind of wary, tired. Don't want to hear it anymore, sort of thing. You know, ever been there? You know what I mean? You're just tired and wary. And it's a relentless thing, one after one thing after the other. No? Yes? Okay. Well, I know. I'm not gonna I'm sorry I pointed. That's more prophetic than word of knowledge. Excuse me. Uh, okay. <laughs> and um it's a worn out thing, and you're not alone. It's uh Maybe it's within our body. It's for a point, for a reason, and, and all that. But it's, um, how to say this? It's breaking your heart. Because it's attacking, do I believe? Did God really say? Right? Right? Like your husband, he's not here. Come see me. You got some prayers for him. So do you. But it's breaking your heart. This is normal stuff. Uh, people go through it when you're in ministry. Everybody does ministry of some sort. You go through it. I see head shaking. This is all true. No big thing. But like here, he's going to show himself powerful. He's robust. 
He means he says who he says. So a new dawning, maybe, today for everyone. Sun rises, Karen. It rises. <clears throat> and I don't know if that's a word of knowledge or prophetic, but it all started this morning. Uh, I got to tell. I, I, was, I was arguing with my wife over there. Well, that's not healing. That's not her foot. What are you talking about? You know, you can't say that. Okay. So I just, huh? How did you? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, this phrase it so because everybody can do this, and I want to phrase it so because you've done this before and might not even known it. Is uh, I surrender? I say yes, and my yes is about that big. I'm a busy person, but he he blesses that. See that, and it grows like this family. And um, <clears throat> I surrender myself. Okay. I don't make things up because I'm terrible at it. I have relationship with Joe, and I trust he asked me. I'll do the best I can for you. That's my first answer. And then... I just heard yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it all adds up, guys. Yes. Excellence. And if you don't have nothing, don't say nothing. You know, that's about it. No pressure. I had a lot of pressure. I'm shaking. Uh, but, yeah, that's my process. And then things will come to me, and I'll write them down in one sentence, scribbled on a piece of paper. <laughs> that's how it's for me. I'm scatterbrained, so. I, worry, I don't remember stuff. Here. <laughs> Sorry, I went on. I apologize. You sure? Thank you, Ray. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of random and vague, but I thought there, and this could apply to, I guess, you know, a lot of people, but there's specifically someone who's been dealing with a lot of emotional pain over an extended period of time. And, you know, it's come from trauma and or traumas. And you may also have something physical connected with that, that kind of accompanied that time when you had the trauma or, um, you know, that, that period of time in your life where you're having that emotional pain due to the trauma. And um, that was it. I, you know. Okay. I just, when I was sitting there, it just was an impression upon me, and then it was a thought, and, and that was pretty much it. So. Um, this one is very sensitive. Um, I will throw it out there, and you don't have to raise your hand, but I would like to pray for you later. Um, someone who lost a baby, and you saw it like a little thing, and hurt so bad, and then every time that you think about that, I just want to clarify that God didn't cause that. Um, God has this baby in his hands. He wanted to, this baby to live. Circumstances, things happen. So I just want to pray for you. If you're dealing with that and it's trying to hold you back, that you don't want to open your heart completely to God because of you still have some resentment, he's not the cause of this issue or this problem, which I know the lost and the hurt that you are going through, but you need to talk about it. It's better to talk about it because together we can overcome this pain 
and you have some people who can help you to walk through to all that. <clears throat> I, I felt that this morning, the feeling of losing someone. So I have that feeling in my heart that someone is suffering about that pain and don't want to talk about it because feel shame about it. It's not, it's not, it's just a feeling thing. It's not yours, that's all. Trying to just, trying to keep it in and it's not, it, that's not our nature no more. Shame off of everything that's causing anything. So uh, the next one is a pain in the knee. The right knee, left, whatever you can take it. Um, it's feel weak. Sometimes it's once in a while. I seem like it's been dealing for a long time, and sometimes it's just come back. So um, there are two over there. Yeah. Um, I think Raz was saying something about um, uh, legs feel and only one. The one is feel weak, but I feel like uh, the body feel weak sometimes, and also you're very, very smart. I mean, you have business, you have things going on, but sometimes it's just scared to go out. Um, is the brightness that you have is is being is always there? The thing is, there is like is something going on that you are able to peek. You are able to feel, to sense what is going on around. And that is the thing that you need to discern. Then it's not yours. That when you go out and then you face it, you know that it's not a problem. The thing is, you are dealing with this before. Then when, before you go out to your house, it's the thing you have to fight against. And so it's a spiritual realm, which you are just the discernment of Holy Spirit. That this is not yours. You are sensing somebody else's fear and that you are powerful, that you are able to tell the fear that you, you don't belong to me. It's not in my new nature. I'm a new creature in God. I am a new, I am a new son and a new daughter. That, and you remember who you are because it's how God created you to be. You're a businessman. You're a business woman. Just to, this, God wants to bless you with more. So I feel like your business is going to be growing up too, like so much. I see number two over you, like... It's gonna be. It's, it's, it's gonna start growing. So God bless you for that. I don't know. Is any that was the feeling I have. That the feeling I have is like the person is dealing. When I was at the door, I feel, I feel like this one is doesn't belong to that person. But I saw it in the morning. Like every fight that you have, your your prayers and everything that you are doing, it's just. Um, I feel like this one is gonna be like rest in God and soak his presence and then you go out so confident that it is going to be happening. So Mine are less emotional, more physical. <laughs> um, I felt and mine are like impressions in my body like I feel like it's not really pain it's more like a I don't know if you could have like a light go off in your body just like hey look at me that's kind of like what happens in my process. So I felt like uh, bottom of the foot, there was just like a constant pain as walking or standing. Um, I also, huh? oh. um, I also felt 
I don't know what it could be. It, this one, like, I could, like, almost feel is, like, almost like a lump that, like, stays in the throat, like, causing, like, a sense of, like, nausea. And then uh, the last one was, um, like, a abdominal, Nikki kind of touched on this, like an abdominal piece. I felt like it had to do related with like gas, like no matter what was eaten, like it would just be like a buildup of gas that would just like almost feel like pressure all the time as well. That would feel painful. So those are three things I had. The, like the nausea thing? Okay. Well, I believe God's going to heal you today. I mean, it's random, I think. More than coincidence. <laughs> I've never heard that before either. It, didn't, it wasn't like acid reflux or anything like that. It was just like a lump of nausea. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. And thank you guys for taking the risk. Um, when somebody mentions your condition, does it encourage you? Does it build you up? Yeah. That God knows. He knows what's going on. And he's focused his attention on you. So, I mean, it is a beautiful thing. So what we'd like to do now is, is everyone, can you raise your hands up again? Everyone that raised their hands at some point. Okay. Now, Everyone that has, has received like 80% healing, can, can you just hold your hand up high, wave your arm, just whatever? 80% healing. 80%. Courtney, what, what was the condition that was healed? Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And who called that out? Was that you, Nikki? Okay, cool. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Anybody else have received like 80% healing? 80%. So, I mean, how, how do you feel now? Uh-huh. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, wow, wow. Anybody else? 80% healed. 80%. All right. So everyone that um, still is experiencing some pain that was called out, can you raise your hand again? That everyone that was raised that, yeah, there was conditions that we can't really tell right now. But um, everyone that was that had some pain, and it's still there, it's still there. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go on and we're going to close the meeting. And please remember the person that called out. For some of you, you're going to be going down the line. <laughs> and that's fine. That's, that's fine. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine just the faith and the healing that happens from going from person to person for prayer? Whoa. <laughs> God is so good. Yeah. So I thank you, Heavenly Father. I thank you so much for your presence. I thank you for your desire and your will to heal to make us complete and whole in every sense of the word, to completely sozo us so that we are well. Just as, as 
blind Bartimaeus, your faith has made you well. So thank you, my God, so much. I pray for healing to continue, for people to receive, receive everything that you have for them. Thank you, Father. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So I bless you guys for a wonderful afternoon. <laughs> and if you want the person that uh, called out your condition, please come on up and receive prayer from them. And uh, God bless you guys. See you all Wednesday. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.